0: Distinguished welcome to our next episode of Campaign 2. Last time, our four wonderful friends, friends with a question mark, friends, companions, have been brought together by their mutual friend, Erwin, because all of them have been interested in, for some reason or another, leaving the Radiant Citadel, specifically to go off and go do their own thing. And Irwin has secured the heart of a Spelljammer ship. It is the actual Spelljammer helm. And so this team has been assembled to basically build a ship so that they can go wherever they want. And last time we were together, you were all enjoying some brunch-ish type foods in Irwin's lovely house. He has gone through the list of all of the things that you need to collect in order to build this ship. And that's where we will begin tonight. I am your humble DM, Lauren Urban, drinking no sugar ginger ale, which has kind of been the thing I've been on for quite a while because, uh, yay, Canada dry. And since I've invoked Canada, Jules, what are you drinking? I've got milk. Hey. Doesn't good. good, Jinx. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> I feel like this
1: is so perfect for playing D&D because I have made myself a, like a, like we had like kind of a late breakfast. And so I made myself a light snack of peanut butter graham crackers, which is the best after school snack. Yeah. Um, and so of course I have milk with it. Um, but I also have a chocolate covered strawberry because it was our anniversary this week. And Stephen got me these giant chocolate covered strawberries. So I have a very Happy child.
0: Happy
2: belated and- anniversary.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Puzzle very very grown up adult thing
0: and i believe you have our dedication for this week
1: yes this episode is dedicated to Forrest from stabby quest stab for stab <laughs> i've been waiting to make that joke since you told me thank you Forrest, for listening and i keep stabbing in hopefully only the imaginary world in real life that's gonna get you in trouble
3: now i just want to sew a keep on stabbing patch to
2: my book bag
0: just keep stabbing just keep stabbing i mean i mean and it's dory
2: holding a little shiv
0: i'd be there for it i'd be there for it and jules who are you playing and now that you've eaten i play una i play una she's a
1: changeling bard and rogue combo and she's enjoying her peanut butter (laughs)
0: <laughs> you enjoy your peanut butter. That was my bad for being like, oh yeah, by the way, let me go back as soon as you've put food in your mouth. And now we will go on to Jack. How you doing? Who you playing? Good
3: people of the Radiant Citadel. Thavi choice this evening. I, By the way, I'm Jack. I play Thavi Uppin, if it's uh, implied by my intro here. Blackout Berry Body Armor. Uh, so as you know, if you live in the Philadelphia area, it, at the time of recording, it is Hoagie Fest. A solemn uh, celebration of 15 years running, uh, where the Beatles have not seen a dime. Of money, even though the Wawa commercials for Hoagie Fest are all very magical, mystery tour, Yellow Submarine style and theme.
0: Just off-brand. And
3: there's some debates, yeah. And there's some debates as to whether Wawa's quality has gone down in the recent years. Are they getting too far out of the lane? They're making burgers now. They're making pizzas. I mean, they used to be a sort of a hoagie shop, like sort of like Bucky's on a smaller scale, for those of you who are familiar with that area, or, or Sheets on the other side of the state. Uh, that's a big debate we have one senator like prefers sheets over wawa but that's a whole other thing anyway i so i, I figured I, I wanted to get at least one hoagie in for hoagie fest and i got one it was a spicy italian hoagie it was decent i got this body armor drink uh a, even though wawa now sells alcohol i've been kind of avoiding alcohol recently so i thought let me try something a little different let's take a sip there is i'm gonna preface this by saying that it has a coconut water base and there's a ton of potassium in here which means uh, i mean you know you if you know me you know i'm always on the quest for potassium down the hatch
0: Body armor and bananas. Everything with bees apparently has potassium.
3: It's refreshing. I don't like the, the size of the bottle. It means you get like a servings per container. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you can nurse it and drink it over time. But like usually when you buy a bottle, you're, you're going to be downing it in some kind of the next hour or two. I mean, some people probably save it. I, I I was not raised to do that. But yeah, it, it's refreshing and I'm ready to uh, to play some Dungeons and Dragons.
1: I have a question. <laughs> do you feel... That body armor is a thing that, as a name, do you feel this is a branding success? It does not make me want to drink it.
3: I don't think it makes me want to drink it more. Like, it's not like a liquid body armor where if I pour it on myself, I'm going to get anything other than sticky. At least that's. I I haven't poured on myself, so I don't know for sure, so I might be making assumptions here.
1: Does it taste thick? Does it. It it sounds like it would be like a little like chewy milkshakey milkshakey but not quite like watery milkshake it's not
3: milkshakey at all it's not like there's no whey protein in here or anything like that as far as i can tell it is just coconut water and uh cane sugar and uh, some vitamins
0: vitamins tell us if
1: you feel healthier at the end
0: yeah
3: we'll know at the end i'll let you know how i'm feeling in an hour
0: Yeah, I'll check in at the end of our game and be like, so how do you feel? But let's check in on our other players. John, how you feeling? (laughs) What you drinking and who you playing?
2: Hey, I am John. I am playing your Moon Elf Arcana Cleric, uh, Zephalin. Uh, And today I made myself a London Fog using the Double Cream Earl Grey from our friends over at Friday Afternoon Tea.
0: Yes, Friday afternoon. And
2: it is delicious.
0: Not sponsored by them, but we love them.
2: Not sponsored, just cool.
0: Just just very, very cool. At some point, I'll have to talk about the tea that I made with them. I'm so excited. But it, yeah, it, It's not available just yet, but it's on their website. I'm so happy. That's amazing. And so, you now I'm going to have to make a London Fog after this, or just something from Friday afternoon tea. But before then... Jonathan, how you doing? Who you playing?
4: Hey, this is Jonathan. I play El Trito, the Goblin Barbarian, and today I am drinking a Diet Cola, and if they want me to say who they are, they can pay me. <laughs> I
0: mean that's fair. That's super fair. I love it. We're always happy to talk about Friday afternoon tea because they are friends of the show and amazing people and a local to to me and kind of local to John. Yeah, they're hey, localish
4: like that. Like uh like Long Dog Dice. We we love them. We we yeah. love the proprietor. And so they they get free advertisement, but uh, mega conglomerations for beverages? Nah. Nah.
0: Nope. I don't, nope. I don't nope. know nope. you. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my drink. I don't know my... you.
4: <laughs> I, you know, King of the Hill continues to be like weirdly relevant. Even it's, after it's
2: all odd, this yeah.
3: time.
0: Some, some things are prescient.
3: Dusty old bones full of green dust.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm going to say you're all drinking those drinks Here. At Irwin's place, uh, you know the Radiant Citadel versions of those drinks, and you've now had quite the conversation about. Wait, what this are they? Milk depends on what kind of milk.
1: Because, like, I this is not a spoiler, but I just finished up the Silo series, and they drink pigs' milk. Oh, and
0: it's so, never so you read remarked wolf. upon except in passing.
2: I really want to make a uh, Meet the Parents Fockers joke about Tressa milk.
0: <laughs> oh no! I will say. Since you asked what kind of milk it is, because the Radiant Citadel is a relatively small place, like it is only a a mile wide, almost a mile and a half long, and it's a a population of about 10,000 beings. So there's not a lot of room There are no farmlands on the Radiant Citadel. There is no, there's really no significant direct food production on the Radiant Citadel because all of the land is taken up with either green spaces that need to be contained as green spaces or places to live. So almost all of the food is traded and brought in through various places. The upshot of that is uh, you can get milk from wherever you want. Do you want from a cow? Do you want from an almond? Do you want from a tressum? Wait, it did you say almond? Almond. You said almond. Almond. Yeah. I'm glad if you, okay. the whole pantheon of milks are available. I'm. I'm not going to say that Irwin has all of them, but I think Irwin is conscientious enough that if any of you had dietary requirements, that kind of milk will be there. In fact, as you're all kind of mulling over the information that he has plunked on you, he will point out. I was able to get the almond milk a little while ago and did, they do that thing in where they uh, sweeten it with vanilla and now I just kind of want to drink it all the time. I don't know how they milk almonds, but it's amazing. So, 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 we need to come to a decision on where you'd like to go first and and out of Irwin's voice, I will remind you and our audience, you need to get dragon scales for the sales. You need to get a wild space Uri. You need to get a navigational orb slash planar sphere. You need to get- I thought it was uh, just the a co- ceramic
2: for Erwin to make the nav orb.
0: Yes, it's the ceramic for for that. Yes, you're right. A coating of mithril enchanted with abjuration magic and a treant. Erwin has lines on all of that except the treant just yet. So with all of that in mind, Erwin asks, so where where do you think you would like to go first?
2: Well, Erwin, I think that- Possibly going to get you the ceramic as soon as possible to start working on that uh, navorb would probably be wise. Don't you agree?
0: I mean, I agree. I need all of it. There's there is more than enough to do, but the, right. The but ceramic... while we're getting
2: the other things, you could be making the navorb. Absolutely. If we get all the other things and then the navorb lasts, then we're waiting on the navorb. It's a fair point.
1: I, that is, a, I agree with Zeppelin.
2: That
4: is actually an excellent point. Uh, I, I agree. I think we I think we should get the materials for you to to work on things as they say on the side. I don't really understand that. Uh, everything I work on is right in front of me.
0: Oh,
1: dear.
4: <laughs> El Torito looks up at you with the most, like, genuine eyes. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, I respect a person who knows what their boundaries are and, and what they're good at and what they're bad at. And Knowing that you have to have something right in front of you to work on it. I mean, I've, I've definitely had that moment in where there's five different things going on. And if I don't, like, make everything else go away and just have the one thing, oh, it gets overwhelming. Okay, okay. Ceramics, then. Doesn't sound exciting, but I guess it is. Okay. Have any of you ever been to Zhangjing or maybe even the Kiln District? Are you all familiar with it?
1: I like the idea of just rolling and seeing if our players have done it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So you all decide, and I'll give a little bit of context. You all at least know the Radiant Citadel is this floating rock in space that is connected... Very specifically to some of the civilizations that, that everybody thinks actually made the Radiant Citadel millennia ago. I like this laughter. I'm going to get to it in a second. You can get back and forth to these civilizations using essentially very specific transportation methods that just go between one civilization, the Radiant Citadel. And uh, Yongjing is one of those founding civilizations. So, so let's start, Jules. Has una ever been there or know anybody there?
1: So here's my thought since una is is a shady import export,
0: yeah, I feel like
1: she may not have been there, but she definitely um has a tie like she she like brings things in. she she either procures them by hand for important clients or or brings things in. So I feel like I don't think she's been there, but I'm gonna just roll like a straight up
0: like. I will come back to you, El Torito. Do you know anybody or have you ever been to Yangjing?
4: I think El Torito might have done like a a quick community wrestling match. Like one of the community wrestling people might be from there, so they were like, "Hey, want to do a show in my hometown?" And El Torito was like, "Yeah, sure." So they did a show there, but it was one of those. It's sort of like. You can't really say you've been to Chicago if you've just been to one of the airports. That doesn't count. So I think that is El Torito's. That's his exposure to Yongjung. Like that, he was there for a show and then he left.
0: Okay, so you you probably have uh, know a few people who are connected to where you perform, um, or the person who said like, "Hey, come play in my hometown," but not too much about the actual. The protectorate itself, Zef or Z. How? How about you?
2: I think Z may have done a like a dig, like visited a dig site there, like an archaeological Mm. expedition. I would say. Yeah. They didn't really have time to explore because they were kind of super focused on the dig. I don't know enough about Yangjing to know what type of archaeological expedition it would be, but I think that you know part of their. Reason from coming to the radiant citadel was to explore other cultures and uh archaeological sites and so i think that they would have done at least a you know like a weekend like a long week trip work trip you know where yeah they go to the work site and then they go to their their hostel and then they go to the work site and they go to their hostel and they don't really have a chance to explore the city and have fun times because you know they got to have all these meetings and meet with this person and do this and do that. And it's just like, all right, well, it's supposed to be some type of fun. But nah, we're going to. But archaeological archaeology is fun.
0: So, yeah, there is actually quite a bit of excavating going out in the the old city because uh, Yangjing has expanded a lot, especially over the last like 200 years. And as the city is updated, they're basically building on top of old existing architecture that has been forgotten. So a lot of the time the uh, the rulers of the city are actually putting together these expeditions to to make sure that things are properly looked at and cataloged and taken care of before potentially being destroyed for for new stuff. So I think I think you probably at some point were asked to come in as Maybe an expert in something? Maybe there was a a clerical thing that came up. Maybe there was something about Sahin Moonbow, but there was something specific that came up that someone knew you're an expert on and brought you in for the weekend. Uh mythals. Mythals. Okay.
2: That's my area of expertise.
1: Area of expertise. What is a mythal?
2: It's basically a a powerful kind of like magic effect or enchantment from I believe it was before the spell plague in Forgotten Realms, correct, Lauren? Mm-hmm.
0: That's when a lot of it happened. It can still happen today, but it's it's more rare. It's 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 usually when a whole bunch of very powerful spellcasters of a variety of forms Mostly come together. Elven. Most yeah, I think the most known is Elvin, but it it really doesn't matter who or where. But they come together for a specific cause to create a permanent effect somewhere oftentimes it's a very powerful effect and oftentimes it could permanently alter the weave. So how does that show up in the archaeological record? There's a lot of preparation that is required for that because it's multiple spellcasters doing something over a fairly long period of time and there's often inscriptions, runes, there's often there's often remnants if if that effect has somehow been lost, scattered, destroyed, there's still remnants because it's been described as tenth level magic in the past.
1: So what you are talking around, and maybe this is not a thing the people have thought about. Uh, this sounds a lot like a D&D version of carbon dating or of, of relative, maybe, maybe a relative dating. As magic deteriorates and degrades over time, you can see how far back you have gone in the archaeological record based on how strong a known amount like if you know that cast this magic would continue at this strength for x many years if it has degraded you can give yourself a relative date on the site that you were working at which could corroborate other things that you might find in the record like your levels and how far down you're going and what types of artifacts you should expect to find they literally a essentially magical relative dating expert
2: they are in a subset of what they do they look uh you know like how uh those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it they are more concerned with making sure that since mythals are such powerful magics that alter the fabric of reality and the weave as we know it to make sure that these archaeological things are not being uh, mythals are not falling into the wrong hands and being corrupted or world universe multiversal shattering effects.
0: So more of an applied
1: anthropology policy type.
0: And you definitely, depending on how the the mythal, if it's not there anymore, depending on how it was destroyed, if it degraded, whatever, absolutely, you can use some of the the techniques that Z has in order to, to be like, oh, this happened so many years ago. And on top of that, a lot of, because a lot of this magic is super powerful, but also super old and not really well known, there's a lot of study that can go into what what is required there. And and certainly I think with some of the stuff going on in the old city in Yangjing, yeah, they would have definitely found some some things that someone would have gone, this might have been a mythal, this might have been part of that. Let's let's bring in an expert and see.
1: This is like when when you find human remains when you're doing archaeology in the United States and all of a sudden everything stops.
0: And I think on top of that, Yang Jing is being proactive about that. They know where the city is expanding, has these forgotten chambers and passages and stuff there. So they're, they're doing the excavation first on the assumption that there's stuff there, making sure there's nothing there that is of concern or needs preserving, and then doing some building. So yeah, you probably know a couple of people. You definitely at least have one contact there. Thubby up and how about
3: you? What do you think? I've done a couple of birthday parties in that area, but my rival magician is there, Henry Arnett. He's taken over the district. He won't let me in.
0: So are you going to start snapping at one another, would you? <laughs> I just, I got to know, is this a friendly rival or an unfriendly unfriend- rivalry?
3: Depends on the decade.
2: See, I, I, I always imagine that your rival was... A mage named Gob that you would always call Job, and he would re- correct you that it's Gob. <laughs> oh, I heard, I heard it.
0: All right, so so you basically know of this place as the place that uh, your rival has hold on top of. And Una, how about you? What did you? What did you come up with? Well,
1: I have decided that I would have contacts there if it was above a ten, or I guess eleven to twenty. Though so I rolled mm-hmm. a natural twenty, which is a waste. But there we go. Hey,
0: she, natural twenty.
1: She does a lot of. Um. She has all of her papers, whether or not they doesn't even matter if they're fake or not. Her ability to move things in and out of like move move commercial level goods in and out of the city, she's got it. That's what we're gonna say. She can she can ship anything, and they've never questioned whether or not any of it is faked.
0: <laughs> I love it. So I'm gonna say for you. You don't know a specific person. You have something probably better, which is access to regular encounters, whether it's through messages or invoices that are connections all throughout the city, including... In the kiln district, where the ceramics that you're looking for is made, so certainly, if uh, there was someone in specific you wanted to get in contact with, that's in a that's in a shipping or higher level position, you'd know who you'd have access to find out that information, and you've probably had interactions with them, whether it's as you or as someone else. Excellent. So I will also say, since all of you seem to have at least. Been there, or know people there, or have had interactions there. Specifically, the Kiln District itself has an office that oversees the production of this these ceramics. There is an office of authenticity where imperial artificers do uh, very intricate magics, essentially, to mark each piece to try to avoid counterfeit porcelain and ceramics from, from going out. That doesn't stop there from being counterfeiting. I, like how, I like how
2: Yang Yongjing has DOP protection.
0: <laughs> you know, this is, they make some of the highest quality stuff, especially if you're looking for like, they they make a specific white and blue famed porcelain for bowls and cups and plates. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. And their techniques are universe renowned. And so it's one of those things in where they they try their best to avoid counterfeiting, both because counterfeiting is just bad in general, but also for their own reputation. Cause who wants knockoff stuff that people are like, wait, I thought, I thought this Yangjing stuff was super good. So you know that there is this authority that you can go to, in fact. Yangjing
1: Port Authority.
0: It's literally the Office of Authenticity that you could go to to talk to someone there. Or there are just plenty of potters and kilns and places in this district that you can go to a a private seller and buy some from. So you have a couple of different options. Erwin will say the most difficult part of this is... Basically, the ceramic that you're looking for shouldn't be hard to find. It it is something that at the very worst, some some potter is just going to need like a day or two to come up with the amount that you need. The problem is we need about 5,000 gold pieces of it, which is not actually a lot. It is just very, very expensive. So, I don't know if you want to find someone who might be willing to broker a deal, or if one of you happens to have access to that much money, because I'm sorry I don't. But there's a couple people you can talk to, and maybe there's something you can work out with somebody, but that's where you gotta go. <laughs> The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on August 13th at 8 PM Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop and type in this code. A-B-R-I-S-E-S-E-D-E-B-E. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now enough of the loot drops, back to the show.
4: El Torito has an idea. And no, I'm not going to do the whole talking into in a third person. That, that seems insane. Although I did know someone who did that. Maybe we just go and wander around the city of Yongjing and then we find someone with an exclamation park over there. Maybe they need some help and they can uh, assist us in getting, in getting the materials we need, even though we do not have, you know, 5,000 gold. I, I certainly don't have 5,000 gold.
2: Uh, I do not. And the little gold I do have, I, I need to stop at materials are us before we leave. Oh, I like their mascot. Yes, he is very fun.
1: I'm not going to be mortgaging the, the the stall anytime soon, so no, I also don't have 5,000 gold.
3: Thaviyopin, do you have 5,000 gold? Most of my income is tied up in real estate at the moment.
1: That is not insight what check. I expected from street magic.
2: I would like to do an insight on Thaviyopin, because Z was asking that facetiously, knowing that he's a street magician.
0: Jack, are you okay with getting an insight on, on Thaviyopin? That's
3: fine. Keep in mind, he's like an older street musician. He's been at this for, for decades.
0: I want
1: to know how David Blaney.
2: 16 for my insight.
0: Jack, I'll give you a couple of options. You can decide to just give um Z information. If you would like, you can roll either a deception or you just roll a deception check. And if you roll higher, then you don't have to give anything. I'll just kind of leave it completely up to you what that 16 gets Z.
2: And Jack, if you want to text it to me. So that way, it, it's only something I know that would be acceptable as well.
0: Although I would prefer just for the audience that you say it. Okay. Y- y'all are pretty good about not metagaming, so.
4: Listen, this is not a mystery box show. <laughs> so what are the, the choices? Is Deception or what's the other one?
0: You can either just make a decision depending on the 16 that they rolled what to say or if you are trying to hide something, you can roll a deception. And if you roll over a 16, then you are unreadable. And if you roll under, then you probably have to give a little bit of info. Let's roll. <laughs> so you don't have to tell us. That's
3: before my bonus. But anyway.
0: All right. So you don't have to tell us the, the details. But depending on that roll, what, what would Z read from you saying you've got stuff tied up in real estate?
3: Hmm. Probably that. Hey, we're working together, but we're at best acquaintances, right? At, at the best, at the best, right now, just acquaintances. We've just met, so forgive me. And he didn't say this, but maybe he gives a lip, a look, like like Babatunde sipping his tea, sort of like as if to say, you know, I've just met y'all. I'm not ready to open my 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 portfolio to you. <laughs> Suffice it to say, this money is not available at the moment. And leave it at that. Mm. Right, fair enough. And that's the vibe I'm putting out.
4: Ah, li- liquidity is uh, is kind of important right now. But uh, but as I said, maybe maybe someone needs something done in exchange for some. We may not have to buy it. We could just simply trade for it.
0: It's very possible one of the actual potters in the district could use some help with something, and you might be able to enact a trade. So. Uh, you know, talk to some people. Sometimes money is not the only way to acquire things.
2: The barter system has been used for many, many eons.
0: We we could just take it.
4: I, You know, I was going to say that if this was a different party, because I don't think uh, El Torito would be down with that. But if this was th- that kind of party, this would be a heist mission. I think most of these would be heist missions.
2: I feel like... If the person were evil, I would be down, but it seems like most of the ceramic persons in Yongjing are just trying to make ends meet and provide for their families, and I would not feel good about that. Well, again, we can always go there and see if there's a jerk.
1: Well, no, no, see, see, these kinds of things, it's Far better to get it from the client end, and it's a little bit easier to get it in transit once they've already been paid, and you can sort of just flip through a manifest, and no, I'm getting a no.
0: Erwin is going to look up and say, as long as what enters my house, you tell me came by legitimate means. That's all I care about, (laughs) and he sips his tea.
1: I can promise you, Erwin, that everything that enters this house has come into the Radiant Citadel through legitimate
0: means. That's good to know, because the last thing I need is people knocking on my door, looking through all of our stuff. So I,
4: I, I heard, saw a play of, uh, about a scientist who contracted with some very, very mean individuals, and they came back and found him, and then shot him, and then his apprentice had to go in his magic time machine and, and fix everything.
2: It was an excellent play, great music. If you are feeling the need for that, I would be more than happy to help you liberate some... Gold from that red dragon we heard about, but at a later date.
1: That gets tricky. Not impossible.
2: It's like scales, you know. Yeah, literally
0: and figuratively. Pun intended.
1: <laughs> if you gave me two and a half to five weeks, I might have some money coming in. No, that would speed everything up. I, you know, I think if you want, we should just see if there's an opportunity to do someone a favor.
4: Is it Materials R Us or Components R Us? Did we...
0: It's Materials oh. R Us is the place that Z is talking about going to get through. Yeah, you, you. I'll let all of you decide whether your characters are familiar with Materials R Us. Some of you probably way more than others, depending on how you do the fun things that you do. But it's literally a place on the Radiant Citadel dedicated, a shop dedicated to... Material components for spellcasting. Any spellcasters. They also do even have some focuses. So the basic stuff. Real basic
4: stuff. Yeah. El Torito only knows materials are us from the mascot, the the lovable giraffe Jeffrey. <laughs> He's not so even us. gonna. No, it, it's it's J it's J E F F R E R E E. Yeah. Jeff- Jeff- yeah, Jeffrey. Jeff- Jeff- Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah.
2: Jeffrey.
1: <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Well, uh, this this sounds like you have at least the the starts of a plan. I know that there's a transport leaving from the Radiant Citadel later today and one tomorrow. So you can probably get there pretty quickly. I don't know what you're going to need, but it sounds like just having a chat with some people makes the most sense. And I'll keep working on getting all the raw materials that we need, which I I can get plenty of that, and getting a line on how we can uh, hire a tree crew member for for your living ship, which I'm excited about. I've never actually talked to a tree ant before, and I've heard they've got some amazing stories.
3: I have a question. Will buying that quantity of ceramic raise the attention of anyone in Yongjing?
0: No, absolutely not. It's What you have to remember is what you're buying is not necessarily a large quantity. It is an expensive quantity. So it's really only going to be. And he holds his hands out in a like a basically a little bit bigger than a loaf of bread, kind of, but more oval shaped. He's like, that's. That's about the quantity that you're going to need, but it's a it's a specialized kind of ceramic because of what we're gonna be using it for. And that's that's what the price is. So no, that that district's thousands, hundreds of thousands of gold pieces of ceramic in and out every single day.
2: Very good.
4: Yeah, we're we're going and buying one Omega. We're not going to Cartier and clear, cleaning
2: it out. So I'm gonna buy like <laughs> two or three things.
0: <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to talk to Irwin about? Or is this the time and where you all head back out into the city?
1: Uh, Una taps
0: the paperwork, like, Erwin. I'll get it done. <laughs> get it done. By the time, I, I'll go do it now. When you come back tomorrow or later today or whatever with at least information about the ceramics, I will have this done, I promise.
4: El Torito stands up and says, well, I have to go change because I am still in my workout clothes. So I will meet you at Imperials uh, R Us.
2: That's fine. But do we want to leave tomorrow for Yongjing? Give ourselves the day.
4: There's a cloud-shaped El Torito remaining where he once
2: was. (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss with El Torito at Materials RS, but for you two.
1: What do you guys think? I'd take a day. Is there anything that
0: anybody's doing that needs to be...
2: Nah, let's get going. Uh, Uh, (laughs) You hear in your head?
0: (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It's a couple of hours before the Concord Jewel that leaves for Yangjing, so...
2: It's more of like, you know, for us spellcasters if we wanted to change up our preparations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's But true. I mean, I'm
2: pretty solid right now.
1: Let me look at what I have under my spell. Oh, shit.
4: There's three capital S spellcasters in this party.
3: Right? Oh, oh you dear. You know what?
1: <laughs> I am really enjoying what I've prepared. I'm I'm pretty good.
3: Is is that what I am now? I've finally, yeah. yes. finally been promoted?
1: Yes. You have finally been promoted, capital spellcaster.
0: Absolutely. Yo, a wizard. You're, you you're a
3: wizard.
1: You're a wizard, Thavi.
3: I love it capital
1: i think uh una's gonna say you know i've got to put on a clean face but um yeah we'll be at uh materials are us you buy from there
2: they always have what i need and at reasonable
3: prices if they have a reward point program they'll be up and we'll probably have a card for them and feel guilty <laughs> about not supporting local artisans God, instead we're gonna have so much
4: materials are us art to ask for luke 4.
1: Una's gonna pull out a business card that just says, Una's fine fruits, and she's gonna hand it to Thavi and she's gonna say, I'll make you a reward program if you would stop purchasing from my competition and just.
2: But you sell fruit. We're looking for gems and specific components.
1: Z, I. Una, Z- while well, you process that, this information is the first time. This
2: is the first day I've met Una.
1: Z, yeah. I steal things for a living and sell them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's my job sometimes. Mostly shady imports.
2: Una's Fine Fruits is just the front. Yeah! It's where, you, it's where you take your gold and you wash it so that the government thinks it's clean.
1: Yeah, that's not really... I mean, mostly that happens a little bit before it gets... All that is to say... I Steel is such an interesting word. Z things come in. Everything in my shop has been imported into... The Radiant Citadel, completely illegally. I have never, ever had an issue with RCBP.
2: That's fine. Uh, In that case, before we go to Material Arts R Us, do you have a diamond worth 300 gold at your shop?
1: Let me take a look.
2: And a jeweled jeweled horn worth
1: uh, 100 gold? We're... We're a specialty shop. You have to put an order in oh, for things like requests. that. Yeah, we'll go to friggin' Materials on us. And she, she like, draws, like, ten X's on the business card and hands it to Thavi Oppen. And she said, I'll punch two with your first order. And she just walks out. And,
2: like, Z, as she's walking out, Z's like, wait, uh, where's my card? <laughs>
0: I'm going to say you're, you're all kind of walking out at this point. I have rolled. And yes, Materials R Us does have a frequent rewards card. Every 10 gold pieces worth of stuff that you buy, you get a punch. After 10 punches, you get 50% off your next order.
4: You know, hmm, what? Here's, how the, here's how that <laughs> reward program screws you. So you could buy like 200 gold pieces worth of stuff at the register and you get one punch. Because it it's per visit, I would assume. So It's it's, like... it's
0: every 10 gold pieces worth yeah, of stuff punches. you buy. Oh. So it's not quite so bad. So it's, it's not quite so it's bad. It's friendly. But still, it's friendlier, yes.
2: Well, I'm about to drop yeah. 400 gold, so I'm going to get a lot of punches.
0: It's a big surprise what you
1: get when you fill out the only rewards card <laughs> yeah. that Una's Fine Fruits has ever given. And
3: so I've been just weighing in his mind, like, on one hand, I know the uh, program between MR, MRU. On the other hand... I got two punches, Una for doing absolutely nothing.
0: All right, I need, yeah, need those of punches. you who have a card. I need you to roll a d ten so we know how many punches you currently have on your card because this is d and d now, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to keep track of this on your own character sheet.
3: I I'll, I'll only have two. I'll be up and has pretty good about his, his components, just, which is weird considering how much he uses. Oh, this is not your first card. Oh, that's true. This is maybe this is a, maybe. Yeah. This is your current
4: rewards card.
0: Or maybe you're just very good. Like, not all the components that you use get consumed. So, when you, a lot of components, especially the basic stuff for a lot of your spells, they don't get consumed. You just get to keep them until you like lose it or something. So,
3: this early in the season, I'm surprised it's hardy too.
0: So, we get two, and then yeah, Z has nine. As you're comparing cards, and El Torito, I'll say you kind of overhear this as you are walking away, even though you're a bit further away. And so, I'll leave it up to you what you do. As you exit, very immediately, like, they've been waiting for you, which is a little weird. There's a gnome that's been standing across the street that locks eyes with Thaviyappen. A shorter gnome in what looks like gardening gear. Thick boots, workman's pants. They've got overalls and a shirt that looks like it's seen some sweat. (laughs) Also, yes, I appreciate that John has just made a punch card. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it did. it's not someone any of you recognize, but they, they have kind of a, a kind smile on their face. And Thaviappin, as soon as they make eye contact with you, they walk up and say, Are you Thaviappin? Excellent. I've been sent because one of the Dawn incarnates requests your presence. Oh, my. It's a a little odd, so I I figured I'd come. They, specifically the the white jade-flowering pear tree from Yongjing, would like to speak to you. At your convenience, and you you pretty clearly read, not just from the way they've said it, but from your knowledge of the Dawn incarnates, at your convenience is them being incredibly polite.
3: Yeah, yeah. Usually this kind of summons demeans my MRU punch card will have to wait.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a bad thing, but it's super important, and it's kind of rare.
3: Okay. Yeah, so Thabi going right away.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Do you do you know where to go?
3: Hmm. With well, Thabi no, I'm trying to think, like, he probably, he's lived in the Radiant Citadel his whole life. He probably knows quite a bit about the Dawn Incarnate, so.
0: Yeah. He would know, in general, where to go, and then he would know that there'd be people in the preserve that could point you to where the tree is. So I'm gonna say you've probably, it's very rare to speak to any of the Dawn incarnates or for them to even speak back, but I think you would know where to go. hope I'm not in trouble. I I hope so too, but I feel like I would not have been sent if you were in trouble. I think other people would have been sent and they give you a a warm smile. Good, because I am headed home. Please enjoy your discussion. And this gnome gives like a tiny little bow of respect and then starts to walk off. And
3: I'll sort of bow back and uh, I'll make my way over.
0: (laughs) And yeah, all of you have heard this. And so it's up to you whether you want to ask about it or if you want to go to uh, Materials or Us or go somewhere else. So it sounds like Thavjapen is headed straight for the preserve, uh, Z, are you still headed for materials or us?
2: Uh, Z knows that when the dawn incarnates uh, summon someone, they summon someone, not someone in their friends, uh, unless it is specifically mentioned and bring your friends or your party. Uh, and since they were not in there, they're going to go ahead and go ahead and collect their uh, punches.
0: Z, go ahead and roll an insight check. Four.
2: <laughs> I roll. I have advantage on insight. I rolled two nat ones. Wow. <laughs> <with advantage.
0: Okay. laughs> I'll drink Why to that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Why does Z fail miserably at thinking about this whole situation, I'm going to say?
2: Z, being the uh, caster that they are, is a very frequent shopper at uh, Materials RS, and they realize they're only one punch away from their discount, and they need to get two different components. So if they go, I want to put these on two separate orders, you know, for business purposes, they can buy the one thing, fill out their card, and then get the discount on the second item, and they're really excited about cheating the system.
0: I love it. In that case, yeah, that's what you think. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. And Una, how about you? Una, question
1: for you, Lauren. How does the teleport work? Do I assume, are we crossing a border? Is there a proof of identification necessary? Actually, no. Okay. In
0: this case, so to, to give kind of the brief overview, all of the founding civilizations are connected to the Radiant Citadel by what's called a Concord jewel. They're essentially these giant crystals in a variety of colors that float just outside of the the radius of the Radiant Citadel. Depending on where you are and where you're looking and the color of the auroral diamond, you can often see them like satellites circling. They're huge. They're meant to carry... Many, many people, goods and services like it's it's transport, not just for people, but like everything from livestock to parts and and everything. Each one only goes between the Radiant Citadel and one place. And it's essentially a singular plane shift. So you get on the, the jewel. It goes out, it plane shifts to wherever it's going, it drops people off, it picks up new people, it plane shifts, it goes back. There's a, a director, essentially a conductor, who is in charge of it. When you're leaving the Radiant Citadel, there is absolutely no checks. You, you are free to leave. When you arrive, if you are native, or if you've lived on the Radiant Citadel, if you already have had access to the Radiant Citadel, there's also really no checks. Ah, uh, you're just kind of proving in whatever way you have that yeah, you've you've been here. You're supposed to be here. You live here. If someone is brand new to the Radiant Citadel, they are brought to uh, the passage of respite, where. Most of you go through and you're like, oh, hi, I, I live here. You show, I don't know if there's like official identification, but all of you have some way of showing that you live there. New people, they come to the passage of respite and essentially are given an opportunity to like talk with a counselor and talk with a people who are there to find out, hey, why are you here and how can we help? If people are hurt, they go to the house of convalescence. If people are coming and they're just you know, hey, I'm just here to visit or I'm here coming through, then, you know, they're they're let in. And most of the time, that's because there's been a lot of refugees who've come to the Radiant Citadel. And the Citadel doesn't turn anybody away, but it tries to keep track of how many people are here because there's only a limited number of places. So, you know, leaving, super easy. Coming back, pretty easy. Hmm.
1: So I think uh, Una's gonna look at Z and tell them, "I'll meet you at Materials RS."
2: I will see you there.
1: Z will pop home and uh, pick up a different face.
2: All Una. right. All we'll
3: right. Sorry, home.
1: not yeah. <laughs> Friggin' I I don't know. Stealing Una my face will pop home and pick up. It. Maybe, maybe it's actually considered it's nice quite rude in the changeling community to do that to your friends.
0: ha, <laughs> We're friends now. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Jesse Florence, Forrest, aka StabbyQuest, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, aka Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Oddi, Linnea Boyev, and Hunted Shadows LLC.